Good evening, baddies and gents. It is your favorite podcast host, the one and only bald baddie that's not so bald anymore, Waikila Peace. And guys, we have a fun-filled episode in store for you this evening. But before we get into all of that, I just want to do my rerun of how this week went for me and just kind of like air out all that it's going on this week and things that I couldn't tell anybody else. I'm sitting here this evening and I'm letting you guys know how my week went. So for starters, last Saturday, I actually went back to Jersey and I did a annual walk with my family for my little cousin Sabor. Not sure if I spoke of him in previous episodes or seasons, but my baby cousin Sabor transitioned back in 2018. He was battling cancer. So each year we walk in his honor and it was such a beautiful turnout. Everyone was so happy to see one another. It was overall a great experience as it is every year, but I enjoyed doing that walk and just seeing the parents and the children, other children that are survivors of that terrible disease. Just being around all of the positivity was as heartwarming as I don't know what to compare it to. Maybe Christmas. You know how you get that warm feeling around Christmas. That's what I felt while I was at that walk. So it was definitely a great experience. And of course, if it is God's will, we will all be there again next year in honor of my baby cousin, Sabor. And also, we were celebrating Sabor's 11th birthday. So to Sabor, happy heavenly 11th birthday to my Superman, my superhero. We love you. We're going to continue to continue, continue. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to continue to celebrate you and live on with your legacy. All right. And for Trish, which is his mom, I love you, Trish. And thank you for keeping us involved in the walk and just everything that's all Sabor. I love you. And again, thank you so much for just keeping us involved. That's the good and up part of my week. That was the weekend, really. But I consider Saturday like the beginning of my week. As an adult, weekends aren't really weekends anymore. It's just like, a, I guess, a little 15 minute to hour lunch break from the actual week. So that's what I kind of look at it as. But as far as my week on Monday, I had to work and I had classes. And let me tell you all something. I felt like a zombie. I had to be up at 545 for work. Then I had to leave from work and shoot over to my school. And I had to be to class at 5.40. And I didn't get out until 8. I had a very long day on Monday. Even though I am so grateful for the steps that I've taken in adulthood as far as a higher education. But sometimes I'm like, God, is this really what I'm what I'm meant to do? Like, this is, this is a lot. But Monday was definitely my longest day of the week. And... I also um, was shopping around for the podcast because I'm trying to get all of my equipment and get better equipment. So I was really doing a lot of running around this week. Also celebrated one of my closest friends, Danielle's 24th birthday. Happy birthday, Danielle. And it is such an honor to say that we've been friends for 10 years, guys. We met when we were 14 at an enrichment program. It's basically like an entry summer school to start freshmen into their matriculation in high school. And it's been quite a journey with Danielle. She's more like my sister. So I am forever grateful for Danielle. And again, happy birthday to you, Danielle. And I love you so, so much. 
but that's really like the all and be all of how my week went and is it just me or did September fly by I promise you it was just September 1st and now it's the closing of the month it's it's crazy but with that we're coming to the end of National Suicide Awareness Month but that does not mean that we will stop advocating for a healthy mental health and with that being said I will now introduce my wonderful co-host we actually have a little history we worked at Home Depot together and I just want to say that I am so proud of what she is standing for, what she is representing. I'm overall proud of her. I'm always clapping for her on Instagram. I'll be fangirling like, yeah, girl, go get it, go get it. So I am honored to present Miss Ayana Anderson. Hey, how are you guys? Good evening. So my name is Ayana Anderson. I am a licensed social worker and entrepreneur and my entrepreneur title is innovative wellness strategist and i am from new jersey um and if i can just say like it is i mean i'm just so thankful to be here and be co-hosting with you tonight but also just like it was so great to be introduced along with all those you know the good news and you know just kind of like hearing about you know the positivity um, the positive and positivity and love that you were surrounded by, you know, in celebrating the life of your um, your younger cousin, and um, just kind of like just hearing all the good things that are happening with you. So thankful to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So Ayana, let's just start from square A before we jump into present day. Yeah. Now we're gonna we're gonna take it back to I want to say 2017. Where were you in 2017? In 2017, oh man, yes, I don't know the dates these learn sometimes, but I think that in 2017, I think I just graduated college. I think, um, like you said, we were working at Home Depot. I think I just graduated college and pretty much went into AmeriCorps um, to, you know, serve the community. So that was a little bit about what I was doing, I guess. Okay, because I remember like being at Home Depot and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, look at Ayana. Like just seeing your growth is amazing to witness. So just like coming from Home Depot and into your profession now, again, I am extremely proud of you because many people and because we're young, a lot of us get comfortable with, with where we are and you didn't allow that to happen and you started your own journey outside of Home Depot, which I am so extremely proud of. And just sitting here interviewing you is like amazing to me because guys, I'm sitting here as I'm talking into the mic and interviewing Ayana, I'm just sitting here having flashbacks like, man, we had some <laughs> good days at Home Depot. But like, we had memories. We, we really had some good days at Home Depot. And I usually address Home Depot as 0915 because that's the <laughs> store's number. So yeah. we have some great memories. But we're going to get into the swing of tonight's episode. And I just wanted to start off by asking, what contributed to your choice in becoming a licensed social worker? So overall, you know, um, growing up, I had a lot of role models in my life that really loved helping people. So seeing that really contributed to my choice in becoming a social worker. But also, um, as I mentioned before, um, joining AmeriCorps. So AmeriCorps is like a national community service program. Um, it's basically the domestic version of the Peace Corps. And being in that program, I worked at a community development center as well as a food pantry. And just kind of like seeing, 
you know, how I was helping people and, you know, just helping to contribute to the well-being of the community and um, like really also just getting a chance to look at the challenges facing the community that really, you know, sparked my interest in taking another le- taking it to another level and going to go going to grad school and getting my degree to be a social worker. Absolutely, absolutely. And just to come off a little bit off the road, mm-hmm. what I am majoring in grad school for, which is African American studies, I learned nice. that I actually can become a social worker with a master's in African American studies. Nice, I don't nice. understand still to this day. I I'm going to find out because being a student I would like to know all of the options that I have with gaining a higher degree. So when I was like doing my little research, because I do want to become a psychologist, but in my research, social worker popped up like each time I put in careers in regards to African-American studies, master's degree, social worker was number one on the list. So to have you sitting here, I have questions for my on my own. Like we don't even have to discuss it on this podcast. I'm gonna have to email you, like, hey girl, I need some tips on how to do this and do that. I got but you. Just to be able to be in this realm and be in this discussion with you, I feel like I'm I'm blessed to have this opportunity because it's amazing how so many things can line up and we don't see the correlation in the beginning. But as we go along, we're like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. But as far as me gaining my degree and earning my degree in African-American studies, I will definitely be on your line. Like, Ayana, I have a couple of questions for you, girl. So. I got you. I got you. And I I I definitely. No problem. Sorry about that. But I also, I love that you're majoring in African-American studies. That's kind of something that I always want to do, but I never really. Um, went ahead I guess and pursued it but I think that's dope I think just even just that perspective whether it's social work if you do decide to go down that track or you know becoming a psychologist that's just kind of a great lens to have you know um, in supporting you know all people you know just having that overall knowledge and awareness but also black and brown people so that's definitely dope shout out to you Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I appreciate that. Because I had a lot of doubters, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> well, what money are you going to make out of African-American studies? And what people fail to realize is when people take away the monetary purpose of why we do things, they'll be able to enjoy it more. When yeah. I decided to major in African-American studies, my goal wasn't to make money off of it. It was to educate my community on things that we lack from K-12 mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So again social work is within our community so it's not so much of oh well how much money are you going to make it's who can I help during my time on this earth and I feel as though that's your purpose as well because guys I just want to let you know this young woman she is very active in our community and I will keep you all abreast to all the events that she is a part of or that she is hosting because these are events that we all should come out and support not only just for supporting Ayana, but these are events that we can learn from. So after this episode, I will definitely promote and keep you guys again informed on the events that are coming up in regards to Ayana and her journey as a licensed social worker. But that is it for the promotion. And we're going to get back into this (laughs) interview because I got a little off track. I apologize. So with that, what inspired you to go into the entrepreneurship route in regards to starting your own consulting company? 
Yeah, um, definitely, you know, just kind of like frustration. It kind of grew out of passion and frustration, but definitely wanting to overall just create a new culture of wellness. So I was working in an area of mental health and wellness and just really noticing that, you know, there was just lots of things that were lacking. And I think especially lacking when it comes to like the like black and brown people, you know, um, and really kind of like looking at what wellness practices really you know, support them. And just in general, all people, you know, like, I think that there's a, a number of different wellness practices that we can utilize. And I think sometimes in our work as social workers, we might just be utilizing the same methods. So just kind of really wanting to create a new culture of wellness. And additionally, you know, personally, I also had my own wellness challenges. So like mentally, just having my own experiences with some, you know, um, my mental health challenges, and physically, some of those like a health concern, Um, And then also spiritually, just feeling spiritually disconnected in some ways as well. Also, Um, and then professionally, uh, just to touch on it a little bit, just having some experiences of burnout. And with that being said, just kind of that really made me sit down and think about like how this experience of burnout really affects my ability to show up for myself, but also for the clients that I'm serving as well. And just finally, that last bucket is just like, going back to what I said at first, just seeing what was lacking is definitely a holistic approach, right? Just a holistic approach that really like looks at mind, body, and spirit, because these things are all interconnected. So really wanted to just bring about something new and kind of like fill those gaps um, and be innovative and filling those gaps of what was lacking um, in many of the organizations and the work that I was doing. Absolutely. And I think it is so important for black and brown individuals to see that there are individuals in our community that are working towards a healthier mental state. I feel like in the African-American community, in the African-American community, it's taboo to acknowledge that we do sometimes have a little mental imbalance. And it's not like there's anything wrong with us. Sometimes as human the word that you use burnout that could cause many symptoms to come about and to have someone like yourself say hey I'm available and this is what I do and I'm here to help you it's really important because back when our parents were growing up we didn't have individuals like yourself it was just go to church and read the bible and Mm -hmm. you'll be okay or you pray but now here in 2022 We have individuals such as life coaches, licensed social workers, psychologists that look like us. So I say that to say for the listeners and anyone else that may come across my podcast, use what we have in our community to better yourself and strengthen yourself. We're all a growing progress. None of us have everything intact. We're all battling something. So just to hear Ayana this evening on this podcast, I need you all to know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to hop on in right away because I know sometimes it takes a minute to realize it or acknowledge, to realize and acknowledge the fact that you do indeed need help and that you need to work on a richer mental health. So we appreciate individuals such as Ayana and anyone that's younger and maybe a teenager, high schooler, however you want to be addressed, young adult, these are professions that we are desperately in need of black and brown men and women in. Yeah. So this isn't just for adults that may be seeking 
help psychologically, but these are also interviews that will possibly stir our upcoming generation into the path that they may been, you know, shying away from. They're like, wait, maybe I do have a purpose and maybe I will look into social work and things like that. So interviews and conversations such as the one that we're having this evening is so important. And before, (laughs) it's so funny that we're having this interview because maybe two years ago, two, three years ago, I would have never thought that my profession would have, or my chosen profession would have been to become a psychologist. I wanted to be a journalist and I am in journalism still through my podcast. But like you said, through my own experience, I'm like, well, we don't really have that many people out here that look like us to help me during my burnout. Cause that's exactly what I experienced, burnout in undergrad. And from that, I endured depression and I had anxiety and things like that. And I felt like I had ran into a dead end because I didn't see enough people that represented me, that looked like me, that would understand what I was going through. So just being appreciative of how far we've come within the last three to four years in our, in my mental health journey as well. But overall, just seeing more people being upfront about needing help and acknowledging that, yes, I am depressed. And it's not just one of those, oh, well, I was sad this day and I was happy the next. No, we're really acknowledging and facing it hands-on. So social workers, psychologists, life coaches, we really appreciate y'all. Like, and Ayana, I'm telling you, we appreciate you because we need you and we need your presence so desperately in our community. But again, there I go on my tangent. (laughs) (laughs) There I go on my tangent. And I know you kind of already answered this question. So... I know you said that you grew up around those that wanted to help and even going through your own journey, social working is overall, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to me, social work for you is giving back to your community, but correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm going to give you the stage again and you elaborate and you tell me again what it is to be a social worker. Is this giving back to your community? Let me know. Yeah, I definitely think giving back to the community, um, my community, personally giving back to my community, but also I think on a larger scale, like social workers are society's support system, right? And I mean that in a good way, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that we do everything, literally, like the, we can, you can work in like a number of different fields as a social worker. And I think that we like, we support people in so many different ways. And I think a lot of times, unfortunately, we don't get, you know, the acknowledgement or whatever for an appreciation for it but you know that's not why we're here um Mm -hmm. but I think it's more than a title especially for me it's like just a way of being right um it's something that you know like we're really helping to we're navigating our own challenges but also helping others to navigate their challenges as well too and it's just really rewarding um it taught me a lot about myself and still teaches me a lot about myself and it just helps me to you know really increase my my empathy for others as well as my own resilience so I think definitely just kind of like um it's a way of being honestly at this point for me absolutely absolutely and I love how you broke it down it could have just been yeah it's just to give back to my community but I love how detailed and in-depth you went into defining what it means to be a social worker because let's be honest not every social worker is in it for the same reason that you're in it yeah. There are people out here that are literally out here just for a check. And it is yeah. so disgusting. Like, if you're not here on a 
with or with pure intentions, you shouldn't do it. Because there are people that are really out here that depend on you guys. And I know it's unfair to put that responsibility on the title of social worker, but it's it's reality. People are literally depending on you all. And for those that choose to do it just to receive a check, it's like, come on now. We're, we're really in need of you and you're just like okay well I'll do what I can but at the end of the day I'm still gonna get paid and yeah. if any of those social workers come across this interview I need to let y'all know <laughs> that you need to take the back burning and you go sit down somewhere because we don't need y'all <laughs> you're taking up space for people that genuinely want to help so with that being said we need more Ayana's out here and less of the social media influencers because we all know what those are about. Those are the ones that go on social media and they want to put on the show. Hey, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But in the real world, they're not doing jack squat. So for all of you fronters, please, <laughs> I beg you, stay away because we do not need y'all at all. We don't need y'all. And with that, it kind of gets me into the next question of being that you play a pivotal role in your community and overall in our community, what are some challenges that you have faced as an advocate for mental health awareness and wellness? Like, have you had any doubters? I'm sure you have. I know. Cause people, if you're, if they're not doing it, they're going to talk down on it. So yeah, let me know how that goes as far as people's, you know, having whatever they need to say negative about what it is that you're doing. Yeah, um, definitely. I think pretty much lack of understanding, right? So mm-hmm. lots of people, as you mentioned before, just kind of being taboo, um, still a taboo topic conversation. I mean, it's emerging now. We're having more conversations about it, but it's still, you know, certain people um, who don't understand it. And, you know, some some people who are not open or are still resistant to really trying to understand, you know, mental health and mental illness. So Um, I I see that as a challenge, but also just see it as an opportunity, right? You know, and that's why Mm -hmm. through my wellness consulting company, we provide wellness education. So that kind of really is, is, um, you know, one way that I'm able to kind of just see it as an opportunity and, you know, contribute to continuing to raise awareness, but also personally, too, and just conversations that I have. Um, you know, just educating people in whatever way I can, because it is super important. I think that we've been seeing the evidence, you know, so it's kind of crazy when like it's the lack of understanding. Um, but we see the evidence, right? We see it in the news, different things happening each and every day. Um, but some people are still resistant. And I just want to also go back real quick too. So mm-hmm. what you were saying about some of those other social workers, I think some people are definitely in it for the check. I think we need everybody though. We need everybody. I think that it's just like, um, I think it's a lot. I think it's it's just a it's a it's a a lot to unpack. But we yes. do need everybody. But like I feel you on that too because it, I think in certain work environments I've also felt that too where like you know people weren't um, maybe holding their weight as much as like other people who you you might say are more passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just kind of really finding where you more so like what you're most passionate about you know rather like you said rather than just kind of trying to get a check but really just trying to dig deeper and finding where you're most passionate about you might be working in this job and social work but that might not be your true area you know you might be working with youth but maybe you don't really like youth and Mm -hmm. you know you might need to work with adults or older adults so I think it's just kind of like it is important that I'm glad you pointed that out 
but I think that we do need people because you mentioned, right? Like there's a shortage of yes. social workers and everything and people in the he- helping profession. So we do need people, but we also just need passionate people as well yes. too. And you know, that takes really digging deep and finding what you're passionate about. Absolutely. So sorry for going back. but No, 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 no. You're fine. Yeah. This is what this is. It's What I like to say in regards to this podcast is, yes, it is conducted as an interview, obviously, because I'm asking questions and you're the interviewee but overall this is a conversation and if we were at lunch and we were talking and kicking the scuttlebutt as michael scott would say on the <laughs> office we would go back a couple of times like girl you never win it's a conversation so never yeah. be never apologize for that and i'm glad that you did take it a step back because that's the point of this conversation it's never it's never a, okay well we're here so we got to stay here no, I'm glad that you took a couple of steps backwards and you broke it down a little more. Cause me, you know, I'm like, look, we don't need you. Stay home. <laughs> and you you corrected that and I appreciate you doing that. So I definitely appreciate you taking a step back and just saying, look, we do need them, girl. Hold on. Cause there's yeah. shortage in, in us. But again, we need people that are really there to help and not just to collect the check. Yeah. And that also goes back. I actually a word that you used when answering the last question, you said educate. And I feel like, again, the misunderstanding of what mental health is, is one of the biggest challenges that African-Americans are facing when it comes to the subject of mental health. I feel like they stray away from addressing it because they feel as though if somebody if they or someone that they are close to are suffering from a mental illness, that means that they are like, how could I put it? It's like how people treat others with disabilities. It's like they Mm -hmm. feel like you're not human. It's like something's truly wrong with you when all it is is a little imbalance. That's all. And we've all, I promise you, anyone will say that it's human, that we've all had our moments of anxiety. It's life. When something yeah. don't go right and we feel like we can plan it, we, we uh, I know as humans, we all try to plan things, but when things don't go right, automatically your anxiety goes through the roof. I know it. So outside of just depression and anxiety being the, I feel like those are like the, what's, what do we want to call it? The Beyonce's in the family. Because it seems like the only mental illnesses that anybody wants to really acknowledge. It's nothing wrong with educating yourselves on mental health and mental illnesses don't stray away from it because the more you stray away from it the more ignorant you become on the topic so like you said just not educating themselves is what it's the biggest issue because how can you accept something that you don't understand you know yeah so it's definitely that's one of the biggest issues is that our community lacks the understanding and the teachings of what mental health is. So I'm so glad that you brought up that point that we're just simply ignorant to the understanding of what mental health is. And that's why we have, again, individuals like yourself (laughs) that are put in place to educate us for those that are willing to learn. We can't force anything on anyone, but what we can hope is that one day they'll come around to it. And that's why Ayana hosts her events. So that yeah. it doesn't seem like it's being forced. It's like one of those, oh yeah, come out and get a bottle of water. And in the midst of you picking up a bottle of water, you pick up on a fun fact, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely important for events like the ones that you host 
to be around so that people don't feel like out of touch or it's not needed for them to sit in the office with the psychologist to really know what mental health is. So yeah. your events are so important in our community. And I just want to say continue to do what you're doing because I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely pay attention and I'd be so excited to see what you're doing in the community like sometimes when i like coming across your page i try to like repost it in my story and things like that because like anyone else every day is not the same and i wake up some days low sometimes i wake up high up or whatever the case may be but seeing your post actually makes my day for the days that i'm low so i definitely appreciate how active you are on social media and you could tell how genuine it is because it's not like okay let me just slap this up here you yeah. can tell that you enjoy what you do. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that, too. And I, I, I just want to also say what you were talking about with education. Like, we have, like, the website, you know, the Internet at the, uh, the I'm blanking. So we, we, <laughs> we're, we have so much access to information, rather. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have so much access to information. And it's just so much easier you know, to get this information. And it's like so important that we really take the time to, you know, just take a few minutes a day to to educate ourselves. Like, you know, like instead of scrolling, right? Educate ourselves or like you said, follow those accounts, you know, um, on social media. If you're on social media actively, you know, that can support you in um, learning more about mental health as well too. Um, and I appreciate all the love, you know, honestly, I really appreciate it. Yes, because trust me, Ayana, it's some days where I just feel like, oh, God, I don't feel like it again today. I got an adult again today. So <laughs> just seeing your post, it, it really does something from someone. Like, I don't ever want you to think that your posts have no purpose because they definitely do. And I'm telling you from firsthand that I appreciate seeing your post when I wake up in the morning. And I look forward to seeing your post, honestly. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know, post it again, y'all. Let me go see what <laughs> you got going on here. And whenever I do come back to Jersey, I'm definitely going to step into your event. Hopefully, it's around the time that I am in Jersey. And if not, I will make a way because I really want to come out and support and just be in that environment because I know it's pure and I know that it's, it's just an environment of wellness really so that's definitely something that i want to be a part of so i will also keep myself up to date with whenever you are hosting another event and even at the end of this episode if there are any events that you would like to let us know put us on and our listeners will i'm pretty sure contact me or yourself in regards to the events so towards the end i definitely would like for you to let us know if there are any upcoming events that you'll be hosting if that's cool with you yeah that's fine definitely okay thank you no problem and just speaking on this topic and i actually wanted to it's not too far-fetched from what we're talking about but i'm not sure if you all are aware but it was um an african-american mother she drowned her babies in the ocean and i believe this was in new york if i'm not mistaken and i believe it was last week if i'm not mistaken yes so my mom called me we had a conversation and i was telling her i'm like mom i don't think not saying that what she did was right because it wasn't it's horrible the kids are no longer here but what she did was a result of neglected mental awareness Nobody in their right mind. I I wholeheartedly don't believe him. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ayana. 
I don't feel like anybody in their right mind would just say, you know, I'm going to drown all of my kids. Yeah. It was something wrong. And what's funny is New York Times, because I get updates and all of that good stuff. And when New York Times came out with literally right after the conversation my mom and I had, it said that she was on her way to be in something in the medical field. And I guess plans didn't go as what she planned for them to, you know, be. And that's how all of this came about. So imagine you being a mom and you're like, yeah, I'm about to, you know, start my new career. My babies and I, we're going to be good. And then all of a sudden it, it just goes left. So again, what she did was not right. But in the same breath, we don't know what she was battling mentally and what being a part of whatever field that she applied for, how that could have improved and how that could have possibly kept her from going off the rail the way that she did. Now, again, I'm not excusing her for what she did, but I do feel like she needs to be evaluated. And Ayana, again, I give you this option or time to correct me if I said anything that was like, okay, girl, you saying you're basically <laughs> excusing this lady for what she did. Just let me know what it, what are your thoughts in regards to this situation? Yeah, um, I think that it's it's a lot. I think I heard about the story as well too. I think it's always a lot to unpack, you know. And I think it's just really trying to be open minded about it because, um, like, definitely, uh, it seems like she's experiencing some type of distress of course um and like you said not excusing the actions but it's just like um you know I always just go back to like the the fail failing of the system sometimes um mm-hmm. it's, it's so many things involved there's so many buckets I want to say failing of the system sometimes and just kind of like adequate and adequate and um you know just good resources around mental health especially for black and brown people also just thinking about um you know, just it being taboo, a taboo topic and, you know, her support system, if she has a support system. So it's just like a, a number of different things. And just like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like whoever she might have, perhaps she reached out to someone for help and they mm-hmm. were not able to support her as well, too. So I think that it's just like in these situations, I just try to look at it from all different types of area, you know, different types of dimensions, because I've been mm-hmm. sitting with, you know, I've worked with m- numerous clients. And you mm-hmm. just kind of hear their stories and you hear like, okay, wow, like they went here and they tried to get help in this way. And then they tried to get help in this way, or they, you know, did this and then that didn't help, you know, or they just were trying their best to stay focused. And then after that, you know, this thing was pouring, this thing happened and this thing happened and this had thing happened and all these bit bad things happened to them. And like I it's, like I said, it doesn't excuse it, but it's just like, it's so many things that can, you know, could have happened in this situation. So it's like hard to just speak on it without all the facts, but it's just like, I think it's a lot of times these systems um, paired with the taboo-ness of the, the topic. And um, yeah, I think it's just so much involved. Um, I'm rambling a little bit, but so much involved. Um, and I don't know, it's just, I would probably need some more details, but I just don't think it's at the fault of her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that the kids died, um, but I don't know. It's it's just too many, too much, too much stuff. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also, I I hate to bring this into account, but it's only appropriate to do so. 
the way that they kind of just like threw her out as like a criminal right off the rip. Yeah. Would they have done that had it been? I think you can finish off the question. Yeah. But had she been a Caucasian woman, they would have diagnosed her. Oh well, she was dealing with PTSD from a baby she had ten years ago. Like what? Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. They don't give us that same respect or the time to really say, you know what, maybe she was dealing with something. They automatically write us off as, okay, you're a criminal. And this is something that's been going on that's been practiced for years. First century. So it's nothing new, but it's something that needs to change. And just reading the article, and it's just amazing how as soon as I got off the phone my mom, it popped up on my screen. Like, yeah, she applied to be whatever in the medical field, and this is what led to her children losing their lives so I also want to bring up the point that you brought up as far as your clients and even her maybe reaching out to someone and just getting a little support as a community guys I know all of us go through our own situations but we have to do better in creating a village for one another and that doesn't necessarily mean oh well somebody called me that means they're asking for money sometimes somebody just needs someone to hear them and to listen to them and understand what it is that's going on. And sometimes just being that listening and that open ear to someone, that can really change a lot because now they're feeling like they're being heard and that they're not alone. So as far as the point that Ayana made in regards to getting support, again, let's stop putting monetary value to everything and take money out of the situation and realize that some things that we possess don't always have a price tag on them. And simply just listening to someone going through something can make a big difference. Or even giving them a little advice. We go through different situations, but in some way, they are similar. So in any way you could possibly help someone, do it. Pray for them. Talk to them. Do whatever you can. Because sometimes advice or whatever the case may be, advice, a hug, a kiss, or a simple random text like, I'm thinking of you, I hope everything's good, to come a long way. So when we speak of support, again, take the monetary value out of it and just sit back and think, what are some ways that I can help this person that is in need? You know, so that was definitely a valuable point that Ayana made in regards to support. And it's so funny how this conversation is going because it goes right into our questions. Like it's just like transitioning perfectly. So with support, again, And being that this is the month of National Suicide Awareness and we're focusing on how to prevent suicides and things like that, what are some tips that you have for someone that has either considered suicide or knows someone that has considered suicide? What are some tips that you have for those dealing with the thoughts or someone with the thoughts of committing suicide? Um, I think just definitely, I I was thinking about this, just like, you're not alone. Like that's number one. Like you're not alone. Um, you're not alone. I think that's that's the number one thing that just comes to mind because it's it's this is again like a loaded topic, you know. Um, and I think that I've like you know been there to support people um, who've had suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. and you know it's a it's a tough situation because i think that like no matter what we see or like the scientific evidence of you know what causes this or what causes that i think that you never know exactly 
what a person is going through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that definitely is just like letting people know anyone who is battling with suicidal thoughts, knowing that you're not alone. So whether it be friend, family member, or a professional, please be sure to reach out. Um, there is help um, available to you. So just want to say that I think first and foremost, um, because I've I've never been there. So I, I I think this is like one of the things that people say, like you've never been there and you, you know, you don't know what it's truly like. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that is for sure. Like, I agree with that. Um, but like I said, there's help. There's someone that's, that can help you, um, you know, train professionals that, you know, do that work each and every single day and they can be there to help you. And I think with that as well too, it's, it's tough, but I'm, I'm also thinking that like, if you can have that person that you can be truly honest with like identify that person that you could be truly honest with and that they would they are open and you know just can like you know have supported you in many different Mm -hmm. ways I would say stick close to that person and just be honest with that person whenever you can right because I know you just mentioned before like you know we have some people within our support system that don't really understand or you know something I've been learning too is not really being so quick to just try to give someone advice right like Mm -hmm. I like to say and I've been hearing a lot too like listening is communication as well too right so Mm -hmm. like finding that person and sticking close to that person who um truly just listens to you understands makes you feel safe and everything so I would say that first um and then for someone who wants to support someone who is um uh experiencing suicidal thoughts I would definitely say like like I just said, listening is communication too. So just being there to listen, um, don't be afraid to, t- to ask. That's something that's like commonly said, it's just like mm-hmm. asking straight out. Like, are you thinking about killing yourself? Like, you know, just asking straight out rather than like tiptoeing around, right? Because I mm-hmm. think that's just like, in some ways that's just wasting time, you know, mm-hmm. where you can really truly get to the point and ask and know how you can, you know, how you can support in that moment right away. Um, also just educating yourself we go back to the education piece just educating your, yourself on uh, mental health as well as suicide prevention you know I think that mental health is something that is emerging and suicide prevention is emerging as well too but if we were to rank them you know like okay we might be a little bit more comfortable with mental health than talking about suicide right or yes. suicide prevention so um, I definitely think just education continuously. And like I said, this is just something that you can just do like five minutes and it don't even mm-hmm. have to be five minutes, two minutes, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. we're just looking up all these other things, you know, that might not be as important, but I can't speak for people, you know, something might be very important to you. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just like, you could spend two minutes just looking up like, what is anxiety? What is this? Or how can I support someone who is experiencing suicidal thoughts? Right. So I think education is a huge piece. And I think overall, just checking in with your people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that's been coming up for me lately. Like, you know, just being in the entrepreneurial world and trying to grow my business and build my business. And, you know, uh, I think I can get lost. And just all of us, right? We could get lost in the day-to-day things, some of our own things and just like work and some of the things that's really important to us and forget to check in with the people who mean the most to us. So. I would also say that as well too. Continuously make that time, put that schedule that in your schedule mm-hmm. to check in with your people um, and really understand how you can 
create a safe space for other people as well too right and like I said beyond <laughs> wanting to give advice like try to create safe spaces like imagine like when you're going through something like what space you need and also try to be able to replicate that and create that space for people but also sorry I'm uh, I'm talking a lot this is something that this you know, is like, your obviously interview. important to me yeah but <laughs> thank you so this is your this- interview I want to kind of correct myself. So I said, kind of like thinking about what you would need and replicating that. I think it's also important to know what people need, right? Know specifically like, Wakila, what do you need, right? Because your needs when you are going through something will be different from my needs, right? So also just really trying to understand like, hey, Wakila, you know, when you're going through something, like what, how can I best support you, right? And even just asking those questions, how can I best support you? You know, um, you mentioned something before, just in general, like we're, it's a village, right? And we are all mm-hmm. interconnected. It is a truly a, vi- a village. So we just have to like really create these spaces where we can um, really reflect a village, you know, and have actions um, that reflect a village. So that was kind of long winded. So no, 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 no. We like long winded because <laughs> with that, I remember, and I'm I'm kind of going off, but it actually is definitely relevant to this conversation when you're saying long winded. I remember when I was younger on my practice reports, <laughs> my teachers used to say, Wakila talks, so Wakila talks. But I, now that I'm older, I realize that the more a person talks, the more they know. And yeah. with that, I feel like I can learn from you. So it being long-winded, believe it or not, I'm learning something and someone else is listening in on this podcast is learning something. So again, do not apologize. This is your interview. You took the floor, and I appreciate that because I would have hated for you to be the interviewee, and you're like, um, suicide, you're not alone. Next. Like, I'm like okay. Yeah. But this is something that you're, a pro- this is your profession, and you're giving me one-word answers? Come on now. Yeah. But I do appreciate that, and you also brought up a question, but it wasn't really a question. You were just having your own conversation, and I like that because I wanted to know what is your definition of what is the what's not even so much of your definition. What is the proper definition of depression and anxiety? Because everybody has their own ideas of what depression and anxiety may look like. And let me just let you guys know neither one of these mental illnesses has a look. Okay? You can have somebody that cracks everyone up at the job office and go home and don't crack a smile, don't even pick up a phone. The house is a mess. Everything's a mess because they are fighting depression. So depression, nor anxiety, or any mental illness for that has a look. None of them do. So again, I'm going to pose the question of what is depression and what is anxiety? Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. And I mean, this is kind of like the education piece. that we're, I'm glad we're kind of providing some education here as well um so anxiety according to psychology today um anxiety is both a mental and physical state of negative expectation and i like this because i uh, it really acknowledges that it is mental and physical right because Mm -hmm. i think sometimes like where you might have um like some overthinking or um like it really affects your thoughts right your thought process as well as like you might have some physical sensations where you might like shaking hands or something i know in my Mm -hmm. experience i really had um really intense social anxiety so i can really feel this like overthinking in my head just thoughts of like oh my gosh like 
they're not, you know, like, I don't want to go to this event, right? Because it's going to be so many people, they're going to be looking at me like, and it was just so intense and it would just go mm-hmm. on and on and on and on forever. But then also even at an event, I would just be shaking, my hands get, you know, sweaty, my stomach, mm-hmm. you know, I could feel, you know, sensations in my stomach as well too. So I really like this, um, this, uh, this um, definition. And also just kind of thinking of some symptoms, I kind of named some, but like uncontroll- uncontrollable feelings of fear, worry, and panic. Those are some of those um, symptoms of anxiety. And um, for depression, is uh, when a sad mood lasts for a long time and interferes with normal everyday functioning, um, you may be depressed. So I think a lot of times it's like beyond just being like, I'm just sad for today, you know, like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. lasting for a long time and it really interferes with your everyday functioning. Um, and then some of those symptoms might be, you know, feeling sad often or all of the time, loss of pleasure in those activities that you used to, you know, really enjoy. Um, and it really affects appetite where you're either eating too much or you're not eating enough or you, you don't have an appetite at all. And also just sometimes those feelings of worthlessness. That was that was amazing, guys. Like I'm sitting here like, oh, <laughs> look at this. And you know what's funny is I know the feeling of anxiety because I describe it as an out of body experience. Mm. So when I experienced anxiety to the highest degree is which I think it was, I didn't feel like I was present, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was existing, like my body was just here, but my soul was not here with me. It was just like one of those situations where it was like, what am I anxious about? And it would be just like little things that would like tip me off. Like, and I will say this, and I'm now... I've grown enough to admit that my time management is what caused me to have the biggest panic attack ever because I felt like I could just cram everything all at once. And then when everything started falling apart, I'm like, oh my God, da 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 da. And just time management, people don't realize that time management really can save you a lot, especially when it comes down to your mental health. Because what people fail to realize, as Ayana spoke about earlier in the episode, there is a such thing as burnout. And I experienced it. So just knowing what it feels like to be anxious or suffer from anxiety and even depression. I know firsthand what depression feels like because I looked at it for months in the mirror and it was not a pretty sight. But I just want to let you guys know for anyone that's listening that is suffering from depression or anxiety, you heal each day. Don't be the same person you were the day before. The healing process is not the prettiest, but it's a good feeling when you look back months in advance and you look back like, dang, I was down bad, but look at me now. So although we are speaking on the topic of anxiety and depression, there's also a light at the end of your rainbow or the light at the end of the tunnel, however y'all want to put it, because I know it's two different lingos to it. But the point is, each healing day or healing step is going to be a different step, but it's closer to your happiness. So I just want y'all to understand that whatever you're going through, it, it doesn't last forever unless you choose to allow it to la- to allow it to go on forever. Excuse me, y'all. That's the only way it's going to last forever is if you allow it to. Don't let depression take you over and stop you from enjoying life. 
Don't let anxiety bully you into not enjoying life. Because, see, when we allow them to take us over, you're missing out on precious moments that you can't get back. So, again, to any of my listeners and anyone that may come across this podcast, this episode, I want you all to know that it doesn't last forever. It does not last forever. You just have to work on yourself. Find things that brings you peace. Even if that's a memory. In that memory, you knew that you were your happiest version of yourself. You think about it every day if you have to. And you work on yourself. And when I tell you guys working on yourself, that doesn't mean going on Instagram and looking at influences on ways that they've gotten over their depression or anxiety. You do and you find out on your own what works out for you and what's part of your healing process. Don't try to mimic somebody else's healing process because everybody's healing process is different. So again, anyone that's listening, who's healing, I hope this episode can do that for you and help you throughout your healing process. Now we have made it to the end of this beautiful conversation, this beautiful interview. But before can we close, I add? Can yes, I add stuff really quickly. Um, yes. So you said a lot of great things, um, and I like that you mentioned time management as well too. And I think just kind of like getting into the flow of things, kind of rather than like I think lots of times we try to be in control of things. So I think just kind of like finding your flow and getting into the flow, just kind of going with the flow. Sometimes that can really help us as well too. Um, but I like that you mentioned, you know, how time management has helped you as well. Um, and I think you mentioned it as well too before just saying that it affects any you know anyone and everyone right um, so you know it's like it's not like oh I can avoid it or you know it's not going to affect me it, it affects any and everyone so that's something else I just wanted to highlight as well and I think kind of just what you were saying about like healing like healing is an ongoing process mm-hmm. I think like you kind of wet touched on it a bit like you know like looking on social and stuff I think lots of times you know, people present healing as maybe just like, oh, it's, you know, rainbows and sunshine, mm-hmm. and, you know, and stuff like that. Healing is, is, it's a journey for real. Like it's a, it's an ongoing process at that too. Like you never just like, oh, today I'm healed, you know, like mm-hmm. it's an exactly. ongoing process and it's not always um, like beautiful, you know, it's sometimes it's uncomfortable, um, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely worth it, you know, it's definitely worth it. And um, as you just said, just kind of with dealing with anxiety, depression, and any other type of mental illness, um, I think it's really just kind of getting to know, or if you're listening to this episode right now too, like getting to know your coping skills, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Knowing what helps you during this moment. So you might not be at that moment right now, but like if it did affect you, you know, or if it's affecting someone else around you, like, you know, kind of even helping them, supporting them and kind of identifying their support, um, their coping skills. Also identifying your support system, right? Like you don't have to do this alone. We don't have to do life alone and we shouldn't have to do life alone. We shouldn't think that we have to do life alone. So like really thinking about who's in your support system, who are three people that you can call if you were going through something, right? Um, thinking about that and then finally I would also say um, just kind of like knowing that a mental illness um, does not define you right I think sometimes like 
sometimes just hearing the titles like we you know we're you know talking about anxiety depression but I think it's so our words are so powerful so the way that we speak about ourselves I like I kind of like to say I'm experiencing anxiety rather than you know I have anxiety and I mean however you want to say it that's on you right but for me I just think words hold so much power so just knowing that like even if you are experiencing anxiety you are not anxiety anxiety is not you like you know like you're much more than that you are whole you are enough you know all of that so I mean I think just kind of like reminding yourself that that's not your identity um and you are you know just experiencing something at this moment but you are still whole you are still enough so that's what I want to end with Absolutely. And that is amazing, Ayana. This conversation was amazing. And I just want to let you know, I will definitely be having you back on the show for another segment because I feel like this is like the uh, thesis statement of many (laughs) conversations that we can have. Yeah. And I just want to take the time out before we close out too. But I first want to thank you, Ayana, for allowing me your time. And I know you're busy, so just to be able to sit here and have this conversation conversation I'm sorry conversation with you it means a lot and for it to be such a topic and a subject that hits home for me I really appreciate you taking the time out and just educating not just my listeners but myself this was definitely a conversation that needed to take place you are more than welcome to come back on the show because I enjoyed having you as my co-host and my special guest and before we close out again, what are some ways that our listeners can contact you? Okay, so definitely Instagram. So uh, at Well Together LLC, and also check out our website at www.welltogether.us. You can email me at ayana.welltogether at gmail.com. Um, those are some some of the main ways. Um, yeah, cool. So, listeners, I'll also supply everything in each of those contacts that she just listed onto the Ball Baddies Instagram page. And if you're not following the Ball Baddies Instagram page, I suggest you do that so you can stay abreast to not just Ayana but future guests that have information that you guys may need or seeking. And the Instagram page is at Diary of the Ball Baddie Podcast. And again, it is at Diary of the Ball Baddie Podcast on Instagram. So if you're looking for any information in regards to Miss Ayana or anything else, just follow that Instagram page and you will be all set. Everyone, this was a blessed episode. I feel like I'm full and I done had a whole Thanksgiving dinner after this interview i really appreciate it ayana again thanks for coming through and i also want to let you know ayana i will have something sent to you in regards to just showing you how grateful i am to have had you on this episode this evening so please be on the lookout for a gift from the ball daddy guys i pray that this upcoming week is full of happiness that is prosperous that is peaceful And that you all are doing something that makes you happy, truly happy. And that is it for now. It is, again, your favorite podcast host, The Bald Baddie. That's not so bald anymore. Waquila Peace. And I will see you and speak to you all next week if it is God's will. Have a good night. Thank you for having me. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night.